The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at HeftyRenew.com. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at HeftyRenew.com. When you bet fair on football, you get daily rewards. So any day can be a big deal. So whether it's a lower league match day, a top flight derby day, or a Champions League superstar showdown day, this week we're doubling our daily rewards. Get a 10 euro free bet when you bet 20 euro worth of multiples or bet builders. Double daily rewards because we're bet fair. Max 10 euros free bet per day. Each bet must have at least one selection of minimum odds of 1.5 or 1 to 2 or more. Free bet valid 24 hours on multiples or bet builders. T's and C's apply. 18 plus visit gamblingcare.ie. I'm going to throw punches in a minute. I think what was interesting as well, he did that quite early on. I was watching one, he absolutely demolished poor Kevin Campbell. One thing. I'm wafting my arms up in the air for listeners at home. It sound right, boy. I'm Will Brazier. On today's show, we have firstly, Stephen Try. Stephen, how are you? Thank you, I'm good. I'm excited for Stephen Gerrard. You're a Liverpool fan? The greatest player there ever was. Um, who, who I've had on my back, I should, uh, I should point out. What? Is Just it? the shirt. <laughs> he was on my shirt. He didn't, he didn't ride me. Well, yeah. Although, well, if he offered... Let's, he might have. Let's like, lead it forward. Yeah. Um, and to counter that, as a Manchester United fan, we've got Statman Dave. Dave, how are you? I'm good. I definitely wouldn't let Stephen Gerrard ride me, uh, Stephen. But, you know, <laughs> different people have different opinions. Got a great tackle. Have you ever been ridden by a Premier League footballer? <laughs> so far, no. No. Okay, interesting. Uh, well, let's start things off. I want to refresh everyone's memory on the legend that is Stephen Gerrard. So what I've got... It's just his Wikipedia bio. Oh, yeah. yeah I've yeah. highlighted a few things here. Stephen George Gerrard, MBE. Wow. You forget that, don't you? Yeah. MBE. He spent the majority of his playing career as a central midfielder for Liverpool and the English national team, captaining both. Yeah, he did that. He did that. Uh, Soz Becks. Um, born in Whiston. Whiston, yeah. He, you know uh, that? Yeah, I did, yeah, actually. Is that uh, where you carried him? Uh, no, he, um, <laughs> uh, my cousins played for... The same Whiston Juniors they were. And, Did they uh, Yeah, Gerard used to play for them. Did he play? He uh, he got dropped and then went to Liverpool. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Uh, Gerard debuted for Liverpool in '98. In 2001, he helped them secure an unprecedented treble. Dave, an okay treble. Not well, not the the treble treble we all want to talk about. League, no, no, FA Cup, European Cup. It's not the, the treble. A very yeah. good team as well. Thank you. 
Dave, is it, is it going to be hard for you to be sort of nice? No, well, look, I think Stephen Gerrard is, is, is an iconic Premier League player. I think you, you've always got to look at the player and what they can, can do on the pitch and how they inspire teams. And, and the stylistically, as a footballer, as a fan of, of Steven Gerrard, you've got to enjoy how he plays, you know, that box-to-box nature. He's a classic English midfielder. Too true. You know, you look at John Joe Shelby, James Spearing. <laughs> Don't ruin the episodes to come. That's what I was. <laughs> that's what we're celebrating later down the line. Uh, in 2005, Gerard led Liverpool to their fifth European title, being named Man of the Match as Liverpool came from three 0 down, Stephen, to defeat Milan in what, what has become known as the miracle of Istanbul. I turned off at half time. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> You're joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been I've been slugging off Vladimir Spisa for weeks. <laughs> but, uh, oh God! Oh. Gerard also won an FA Cup and League Cup with the Reds. Uh, he joined MLS side LA Galaxy in 2015, where he spent one and a half seasons before retiring. International level, Gerard is England's fourth most capped player with 114 caps, scoring 21 goals. Not Do we bad. feel like we know him a little bit better now? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, goodness me. Um, that concludes the Wikipedia page. For you, Stephen, yeah. when I mention Stephen Gerrard, what's the sort of first memory that comes to your mind? My first memory of Gerrard is, I think it was the, the the League Cup final, or maybe Milk Cup, as they called it back then, against United, 2-0. Gerrard scored that day. Oh, lovely stuff. Yeah. What about you, Dave? I think I've got a lot of memories of Gerrard. In terms of first memory, probably, you know, a performance for Liverpool from, you know, a dominant display versus, you know, a plethora of, of clubs and players. But the thing that sticks out to me is the kissing the camera. I think it's become an iconic moment for Steven Gerrard that that was something that he did. You know, we taught that 4-1 win away at Old Trafford for, for Liverpool, fortunately coming second at the end of that Premier League season. But those types of moments where Gerrard inspires Liverpool to come back, I think his white becomes so iconic. And I think that kissing the camera moment kind of describes him as an individual. Passion. Yeah, there's passion in those lips. You know, I'm, just, I'm just trying to keep Dave on track here because it almost feels like it's like a sly dig in there. Yeah, You've got to throw a little jab. Yeah, That's little, fair little, enough. Little That's jabs in enough. there, but that doesn't mean that he isn't, you know, a, a world-class, or well, wasn't a world-class talent. Um, and in his ability to pass, to spray the play, to cross from deep, to shoot from range. There's so many iconic goals that Gerard scored yeah. that you look back and you think, how has he done that? You know, you shouldn't be, that shouldn't be a goal there. You know, we talk about the, the Olympiakos game, the, the West Ham game. There's so many moments where Gerard, you can look back and think that was a changing point in the game. And I imagine being Gerard's teammate, you can always sit on that position where you're like, Stephen is going to help us here. He's going to sort us out. He's going to inspire us to victory. And I think that in itself, you know, that leadership quality is rare. And Gerard definitely has that as a, as a footballer. He's probably on that Alan Shearer Newcastle level where just him being on the pitch takes you up a whole nother level. Yeah. Because the, the fans, Gerard had put in a tackle. He'd, he'd track back, slide, win the ball, and the, the whole stadium would lift. And very few players I've seen at Liverpool do that. I think what was interesting as well, he did that quite early on. I was watching one, he absolutely demolished poor Kevin Campbell. One <laughs> I think he was only 18 at the time, and it just sort of set the tone there and then. He had that, he, yeah. He's almost like an angry footballer. Like yeah. he plays football angry. He's like a little bit like Wayne Rooney, yeah. where you think they're at their best when they are fuming when they are seriously annoyed, like they'll go back and they'll just completely clean someone out, but it'll give the crowd a lift, it'll give Liverpool a lift or a driving run through midfield. And playing in, the, in that type of way, you know, one of the big things I think was good with Gerrard is he didn't lose that. He didn't lose that edge throughout his entire career. Like, you know, we take the last performance against Manchester United. Herrera, yeah. The, the red card on Herrera. But that defined him as a player because he played with that anger. And I don't think if you were to coach that out of him or say, you know, Gerrard, you've got to calm down here, you're yeah. not going to get the same Steven Gerrard. You're not going to no. get that level of output. 
Uh, away from Liverpool as well, we mentioned his England career. My first memory of him scoring that goal uh, against Germany in Munich in the 5-1. Yeah. Big but, but that was sort of... Well, it's, I'm sure we'll talk about it in, in later episodes as well, but for England, it was just... It was brilliant, but just felt I could get a little bit more from him. Yeah, yeah. I think when you see him play for Liverpool, that level was unmatched for England because yeah. I think the passion he had for Liverpool... He just didn't have the same for England. But as well, like the balance of that team was difficult. You think Skulls, Gerrard, Lampard. Rank. For, for me, Skulls, Lampard, Gerrard. That's, that's my opinion. That's wrong, though. Hang on. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> we're 10 minutes in. You can't be dropping bombs like that. Uh, well, like for, for me, when you look at Paul Skulls and how he developed and grew and changed as a player, I think he evolved more than the others evolved. No. You see, <laughs> as a central midfielder... Gerard got more goals, assists, more tackles than Skulls. What are you looking for from a midfielder? Passion. Paul Je- Skulls had passion. You, you they- watch, watch a Paul Skulls interview. <laughs> watch him manage a team. Barry was good, wasn't it? That was a fun Oldham. fortnight. Oldham, Oldham, same Oldham, shit. You know what I mean? Oldham. Same shit, different town. I think, I think the difference with, with, with Skulls and Gerard, I'd say that technically, which is difficult to say because they're both great technicians, Skulls was technically a better football than Steven Gerrard in terms of controlling the play, controlling the tempo, moving things on. And with, with Gerrard, I think, with, like with Lampard, it was the impact in the box that obviously is kind of re- renowned, that impact of getting into the area and, and arriving late. Skulls could still do that but then do everything else. Just and chose I think- not to. I respect that. <laughs> right, to hold back your talent. Let's move it on before we, uh, you know, we start scrapping it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to throw punches. Next in a part of the sh- <laughs> next part of the show, guys. We've all bought um, a stat, a quote, um, and we've been watching some videos. We've been doing our research. Uh, <laughs> let you behind the curtain there. Um, but Stephen, uh, you've got a Stephen or Steve? Stephen felt a bit Stephen, formal there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stephen, have you got a stat for me? Gerard is the only footballer to score in the FA Cup final, a League Cup final, a UEFA Cup final, and a Champions League final, winning on each occasion. Now, wow. immediately when you say those, I think we can all, because the goals he scores in FA Cup final, the one against West Ham, yeah. um, they're all screamers. A lot of them are, yeah. Um, weirdly enough, when I when I read that, I also thought he scored in the League Cup final for Chelsea when he scored an own goal. Yes. Um, we lost that game. But that was quite interesting <laughs> as well, wasn't it? Because that was when it was the most sort of pressure on him to leave. And they sort of said, if Chelsea win this, he's going. And he scored for him, and he stayed. Yeah. Well, you look at the players that he had around him and he, he just didn't have the same quality. You know, he had Cissé, Barros, Crouch for, you know, nearly his peak years. Jimmy Choi always. <sighs> Igor Bishkan. Uh, <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't have the quality. That, and you think, you know, he, he still... He still performed the way he did. He he did incredible for that. But yeah, he turned up in the big games. And the, the 2005 Champions League final, he I don't think any other player for Liverpool has ever performed like he did. He was playing right back. He was playing up front. He was everywhere. Uh, yeah, it's probably his peak performance, that. Dave, is that the greatest individual performance on a football pitch ever? It's up there. I think we've got to look at Cristiano Ronaldo. Which right. one? He's, put a, he's done a, a lot. There's a, there's a lot. Yeah. You know, the Juve final, I think, was a big one for him. But I think if you um, take in the circumstance, being 3-0 down, the weight of a city on your shoulder. And the players around him. And the players <laughs> around him. The players him. around him. That, I think you, it's the best performance for a, a player that's uh, pulled through a comeback. And, you, and you, inspired a team, you, 100%, yeah. That Milan team was incredible. A very, very good team. Perlo, Seydorf, Gattuso. Gattuso. I mean, the... Kaka. Yeah. 
It was ridiculous. Uh, yep, Stam. But Steve, yep, how, do you, how do you motivate that team then? How do you bring that team to anywhere near his level? I feel like uh, you score a header from the edge of the box and then just go like that with your arms. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm wafting my arms up in the air for listeners at home. Uh, <laughs> he just, yeah, he was just everywhere that night. Um, he did everything he could. And, uh, you know, Carragher as well was good, but... Gerard was just incredible. I know it's not Gerard, but the thing I always find mad about that final is the uh, Dudek. Oh, sort of yeah. saying, that's like uh, maybe it was meant to be. Yeah, written in the stars. Yeah, um, you mentioned Torres there as well. Um, Gerard described him as his best partner during his time at Liverpool. Th- those two were those two were very good. I think Torres had the uh, for the first two seasons he had very good pace, and Gerard just knew where he'd be. Yeah. And those two linked up really well. Um, and then with Suarez, who he also did well with, it was more Suarez and Sturridge who, who had that connection. The SAS, yes, as the press named them, Dave. And then and then Sterling as well, sort of just. No, I think that with with that side, it was that was where you saw Lampard's evolution from a. You know, you could argue that Lampard's best, but sorry, Gerard, not Lampard. Do even know what was Stop the agenda, about. right? I need to leave. <laughs> But no, from from Gerard's position, I think his best position was at number ten. It would have been interesting to see him as a number ten from the start of his career to the end of his career, the whole thing, and see how he would have improved in that position and if he would have dropped back eventually. Because as a box to box midfielder, very trendy in the nineties in the Premier League in the two thousands, that's the only thing that we can talk about. And in yeah. that position, I think Gerard as a ten behind Torres, it gives you a lot, and it's that drive. Yeah. It's quite different to a, a Rui Costa, a playmaking number ten. It is that kind of drive through midfield and that sheer determination that kind of drive the team forward but also the range of passing and his ability to like you said sort of slip Torres through yeah. and I, I think that relationship for Rafa Benitez in their 4-4-1-1 you know quite a defensive setup worked really well and it, it would have been interesting to see you know Lampard's got a better goal scoring record than Gerrard season after season after season but if Lampard had played sorry if Gerrard had played that position for his entire career Maybe, could have been a yeah. bit different in terms of the debate Yeah, um, but you mentioned the Suarez team as well and how he dropped back and he became sort of a playmaker and a yeah, guy to control the tempo he called him the quarterback that season the absolute wow. quarterback <laughs> yeah. uh, most assists of his career I believe in the Premier League that year so yeah. you saw you know a bit of a, an improvement in terms of a different facet of his game but I'd like to see him more as a number 10 would have been quite nice I just well I'm not even a Liverpool fan but I just wish he'd have had a, a better manager like during his time yeah Benitez was good and then there was that period afterwards where yeah. they had Hodgson Daglish Benitez but was like really cold to him for some reason he was cold to everyone was he? that's Rafa though isn't it yeah. gotta be compact if you're not being compact Rafa's gonna chuck you in the bin um, <laughs> Dave, you've got a quote for us? I have got a quote. Um, Not the uh, views or opinions of Statman Dave, but Jordan Henderson described Gerard as probably the best player this country has ever seen, not only as a player, but also as a leader and a captain. I don't think I can argue with the leader and captain bit. I think that's that's definitely up there. We previously spoke about his impact as Liverpool captain through his career. Um, But it's, you know, from Jordan Henderson, a player that now has, has stepped up. Yeah. It is interesting to see that Lampard, that Gerard had that. I keep saying Lampard. I don't know why. It's on the brain. Why Gerard was was so iconic, and it's taken Henderson time to get to a position that now he's regarded. But I think the thing with Henderson is, you know, technically he's probably not as good as Gerard. He's not going to be arriving in the box. But work, determination, similar to he's, he's got it, yeah. Gerard, particularly with the these games under the like the COVID restrictions, you can hear like, yeah. Henderson as a leader. Yeah, yeah. Gerard wasn't. Gerard didn't talk anywhere near as much he did you know his football did the talking uh, but yeah Henderson's a fantastic leader weirdly enough I remember the the 13-14 season I think Henderson either got 
injured or he got a red card and he was going to miss three games. And I was gutted because he was incredible. Like He didn't do as much, but he was the legs for that midfield. And uh, we did pay the price that season. It's not talked about, but... Uh, <laughs> in, in terms of, like, from a perspective of understanding, from a Liverpool fan's perspective, how important do you think Gerard being that sort of tutor for Henderson in, in Liverpool's recent success? Because I wouldn't say that Henderson was a captain coming into the club. No. Yeah. When Henderson came in, he was, yeah, he was, uh, he was on young, energetic. Yeah, he'd he run around. I think he went to. <laughs> he was on Bebo. Yeah, uh, he was he was meant to go to Fulham on loan, and he he refused. Uh, understandable. Um, <laughs> but then he he stayed, and whilst he, you say he's not got the technical ability of Gerard, he has got that passion, and he's he's certainly taken the mantle. It was big shoes to fill for. When Gerard left and Henderson came as captain, a lot of Liverpool fans were. Oh, I don't understand why that's happened, but he's uh, he's been incredible as a as a captain. He's arguably Liverpool's most important player because when he's not there, they they just don't look like the same team. Uh, although you could say the same for Van Dijk and Gomez. In terms of England all time greats, where do we put him? Of the, of the 21st century? Of the, only of the 21st century, guys. Those, I was about to dive rules. in with good old Bobby Charlton. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's about straight in. You saw him, didn't you? You saw him play a few times? Yeah, a few times. <laughs> yeah. I'd say... Time I'd machine. say... Gerard was dependable for England, but I think I think Rooney's, Rooney's got him for the, the 21st century. Uh, yeah, I think Rooney was a bit better for, for England. Not in the World Cups, but... No, nice to see uh, home fans booing you. But everywhere else... I'd also good. say, like... If you, I think I agree. Rooney's definitely number one, but even David Beckham's had a load of iconic moments yeah. in an England shirt that you'd argue maybe slightly more than than Gerard. Ger- yeah, Gerard's not had that many. He- that goal against USA in the World Cup. Yeah. You see, that's what I mean. You're digging, you're digging. Like, when we destroyed then, him with a one-one draw, is it Rob Greeny? Yeah, fluffed it. I mean, that's <laughs> not, that's not Gerard's fault. He was captain. <laughs> <laughs> Should have been in goal for that one. You're listening to 21st Century Football. We're just going to take a little break and then we'll be back. Hello. Um, hello there. What voice do you want me to do? We'll do a little bit. I'll just do my voice. Do your I? voice. Yeah, thanks. Hello. I'm Joe Marler. People think I hate people, but I don't. <laughs> I actually love interaction with people. I love finding out what jobs they do and whether I could do what they do. The Joe Marler Show. Joe Marler Show. With new episodes every Wednesday. When you bet fair on football, you get daily rewards. So any day can be a big deal. So whether it's a lower league match day, a top flight derby day, or a Champions League superstar showdown day, this week we're doubling our daily rewards. Get a 10 euro free bet when you bet 20 euro worth of multiples or bet builders. Double daily rewards because we're bet fair. Max 10 euros free bet per day. Each bet must have at least one selection of minimum odds of 1.5 or 1 to 2 or more. Free bet valid 24 hours on multiples or bet builders. T's and C's apply. 18 plus. Visit gamblingcare.ie. Have you heard the news? The Irish Independent has a new podcast. We're not in the fairy tale business as journalists. We're in the truth business and the question were there. 20 minutes, five days a week, the Indo Daily takes you beyond the headlines and into Ireland's most talked about stories. So 25 years on, people are absolutely fascinated again with this case. The Indo Daily podcast, available on Spotify, Apple, independent.ie and wherever you get your podcasts. 
So, false to me, we should have all watched the video um, about Steven Gerrard's interview techniques and the number of times he says, yeah, of course. Um, well, not like that, because it's more of a... Yeah, of course. Yeah, better, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, what do we make of his interview technique? Um, you know, the players now are coming up in the age of social media, so maybe they're a bit more flamboyant. <sighs> they're not, though, are they? You know, you watch an interview these days and it's just cliche after cliche. I feel tangent, but I just feel like that's because there's so many of them. Do you know what I yeah, mean? no, that's true. Although James Madison gives a little bit more than yeah. other players, he has Patrick a bit more. Bamford pers- was talking about his FPL team. I respect that. Was he? Yeah, recently yeah. saying he captained himself and he was frustrated that he missed the one v one chance. I think that's that's what I want to know. But I think that yeah. the, the problem is social media that these players know that they're going to get clipped up now. Yeah, and they're going to become a meme. Yeah, I think Gerard's mental aspect. Maybe was his his biggest weakness. Maybe I feel like he he spoke about he had to see a sports psychologist. I think there was the pressure of being the Liverpool captain for so many years, and there was no one else on that team who who played like he did. That that took its toll a bit. Even I think he documentary's agent says how much like obviously he knew him inside out and loved football, but he was like I would not swap positions with him. No, and we wouldn't want him to play. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> no one's asking that for the agent. <laughs> Yeah, that took its toll, I think. But he, you know, he's a, he's a. I think he's a very good leader, and you have to be a good speaker and a good manager. He's he's proven to be that so far. Just make sure you don't let it slip. Come on, come on, Dave. Twenty-eight goals and assists that season. He kept us in the title race. <laughs> Love the stats, Stephen. Big respect. You, Thank you. But yeah, no, Gerard's Gerard's very. He's he's an enigma in the way that he he gets the fans on board. I didn't, I didn't think he'd go to Rangers either. I thought Liverpool and Celtic were a thing. Uh, <laughs> with you'll never walk alone and then he goes to Rangers. Whatever, you know. <laughs> Would you take him as Liverpool manager in the future? In the future, certainly. Um, he's definitely worth a punt. And I think, you know, unlike unlike Lampard, he's not a fraud. And, uh, <laughs> he's not just he's not just being forced <laughs> into the game. He didn't throw Paul goals in there as well after his spell with uh, Oldham. <laughs> Dave, what's your most iconic Steven Gerrard moment? I think my most iconic moment has got to be that final. I don't think we can look past that final, uh, the Champions League final. And the way that, you know, the the game was was lost. It was gone. Liverpool were getting completely exposed. Gerrard was a bit too deep in midfield. AC Milan were dominant. They couldn't control Kaká. They couldn't control uh, any of the forward line as well. And, and the switch from Benitez was good. You know, going to that back three, Gerrard playing behind two strikers. And I think we saw the impact in the goal that he scored, that there's two strikers in the penalty area. They're taking up Yap Stam and the other centre-half. And then Gerrard's just in a bit of a space. And I think that is the beauty of Steven Gerrard. The timing of, of his run was, was, was brilliant for a, for a central midfielder playing in an advanced position that we previously spoke about. But as well, that burst of energy to win the penalty, I don't think you, can, you can't look past that. As, as a you know, encapsulation as him as a footballer, it, that's it. You know, the driving run to get into the penalty area to score a wonderful header. Then as well, that going back, and you mentioned him playing right back. He played right back for, or right wing back for like pretty much half the game. Added time, he was playing right wing back um, or the extra extra period. And that shows how dependable he is. Yeah. Wherever you put him, he can play. And I think that shows how good a footballer he is that you can go, right, play centre half, play right back, play wherever. And he does a job for you in a, in a massive game. What's your most iconic Steven Gerrard moment? You, you'd, look at, you'd look at Istanbul, but then I'd say uh, the FA Cup final. He, he scored the, the second goal, which was a lovely volley, into the ground, then up. Right. Very rarely done. Uh, and then, yeah, that, uh, that third goal, the game was gone. It was lit- we were talking yeah. stoppage time here, aren't we? And very again. late, very late. 
and he he smacks it from 30, 40 yards and then uh, penalty as well scored in the penalty shootout. Did it all. Do you think our um, our memories of Steven Gerrard are kind of pushed out a bit in terms of the actual evolution and evaluation of him as a player because he's so clutch? We speak about Cristiano Ronaldo being the most clutch player because the amount of goals he scored in finals and pulled yeah. Portugal, Real Madrid, Manchester United out of an absolute hole. Do you think we will look back on Gerrard and think, remember those big moments versus a bad display in the in the Premier League season or um, because he's so it was so like so so big like we, the stat yeah. that you mentioned before Stephen it was an incredible stat and big respect there thank you and and that's kind of like highlights him as as the clutch moments as he's done that and yeah. the player has um i don't think that i don't think that overshadows his bad performances i think it just highlights you know how he he turned it up even more in the big games how yeah, despite what I said about his mentality, he, he performed <laughs> even better in the big games. Uh, yeah, well, the shit Ma- I'm talking. <laughs> Ronaldo, well, he'd obviously sp- spoke to the sports therapist before those big games, and he had That's a nice very true. therapy session, which is very important. We all need yeah, therapy yeah, yeah. from time to time. Well, you know, shout out to therapy. Maybe he'd had a good sesh. Shout out to <laughs> good sesh. Maybe he'd had a nice bubble bath before the game. Got the yeah. name of the episode. Shout out to therapy. But even even Ronaldo's worst teams that he was in. They were still pretty good. Yeah. Gerard was pulling some absolute drivel with him. Yeah, he and was. to put it nicely. Well, you know what? If he'd have gone to Chelsea, he would have been, you know, a, another cog in the system. Exactly. I don't think it would have worked, would it? You only have to look at Torres. Yeah, very true. And I think, yeah, whilst whilst I talk about his mentality, Go on. the Liverpool would have turned on him. They were burning his shirt already and there was just you know, rumours that he was going to Chelsea. Uh you know what, I think he, he would have really struggled if he'd gone elsewhere. Maybe if he'd gone to Madrid. I think that the interesting side, so a Jose Mourinho quote um, that I thought was really interesting. I tried to bring him to Chelsea, I tried to bring him to Inter, I tried to bring him to Real Madrid, uh, but he was always a dear enemy. I was dreaming of having Cloud, um, Makaleli, Gerard, and Frank Lampard in midfield. That, for me, works as a midfield. And I think that's yeah. why England struggled, is because they didn't have a Makaleli type player. No. You know, a guy to clean behind them. Yeah. That would have been a dreamy midfield. I feel like you know it would have been interesting, but Liverpool fans would have never forgiven him. I don't think he would have. I don't think he would have joined another Premier League team. I I suppose though, you look at Michael Owen and he left, and he didn't have that sort of bigger tie to Liverpool, and that's why he left. And obviously, yeah, the relationship there. I I don't nowhere near the same regard. I think Michael Owen going. No, but no, but when at the time he left. Obviously, Gerard hadn't done what he'd done, and Owen was sort of like mm. the, the bloody won a Ballon d'Or, Dave. I, know, but I, mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't think the, the Liverpool fans never really had a connection with him because no, he wasn't from I mean. so that's Liverpool why Gerard, in, a, in a sense of yeah. the centre of Liverpool. And Michael Owen as well played for Manchester United. That's that, Stoke. We don't but, we don't forgive that. <laughs> but in a way, that's, that's like playing for your arch nemesis. Yeah, no. Like I'd never play for Liverpool, even if they offered me two hundred grand a week right you now. Would. Not, not playing you, for Dave, Liverpool. You no, thank you. You're a money man. We need a centre back. <laughs> <laughs> a dodgy centre back. <laughs> They've already got enough of those. <laughs> um, so we've got to agree on the most iconic moment, but I think coming in first place has got to be Istanbul. Yeah, surely. yeah. yeah I don't think there's, that's, there's no other moment that really sums him up as a human being, as a player, yeah. as a captain. You, you obviously you're a Manchester United fan, but you have been, you know. You've been nice. I think I've been nice so far. Um, yeah. But as a Manchester United fan, I think the, the term hate, Fair hate Gerard, go, goes hand in hand. Or maybe dislike. Maybe hate's a little bit too strong. When he was playing, you'd probably say, yeah, when you're in the stands and, you, and Gerard's scoring goals at Old Trafford like he'd like to do, there was definitely a strong dislike of Steven Gerrard. Yeah. 
But I think the interesting side is how effective he was in those games. So just take a look at the numbers against Manchester United in all competitions. He scored nine goals and got five assists. Wow. Directly involved in 14 goals. He was only directly involved against, uh, in more goals against one side, and that was Arsenal. Ooh. So if we consider the, the, those two sides in that era of the Premier League, obviously in the 21st century, the start of it, both teams were very, very good. Yeah. And I think that shows, again, how he steps up. Yeah, in these big, you know, against these bigger sides, because he knew he had to. Otherwise, Liverpool would get embarrassed, wouldn't they? Yeah, he had to drag him up when yeah. he had to do that all his career, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did. Although he had he had Mascherano and Alonso for for a few seasons, and that's you know arguably a very very good midfield. That had if you had that home. midfield three with the the front three further on with the Sterling Suarez, yeah, and then what back four would you take? You got Hippier Carragher. Hippier Carragher. Yeah. They so were good. Not. They were decent. Current back four, maybe. Yeah, I love that. I love that. <laughs> you love that. So current back four. Current back four. That mid. Uh, Mascarano, Alonso, Gerard, and then the Swart Sturridge. Not. And Chris Kirkland. <laughs> <laughs> so really holds it all together at the back. He was a generational talent. Yeah. He was. He was lovely. <laughs> lovely man. Um, I once did legend. some filming with Chris Kirkland, and yeah. he and he, um, <laughs> he had a he had a cushion put on his lap, but it just made it look like he was hiding a boner for the whole. Oh, Chris. <laughs> Oh. That's why Stephen wanted him in the team. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't, and, and no one told him. Uh, it was two hours. Um, <laughs> at the end of each episode, we're going to rank each player, but not based on your sort of FIFA or Women team stats. It's a little bit different on 21st century football. So, gentlemen, we're all going to be doing it. We're going to be ranking them out of 10 as you prepare your, your cards. Um, there's three sections. And the first of which is, would you like to go for a pint with them? And Stephen, I'll start with you. When you do those like that dinner party game and yep. you go, who would you have? Uh, yeah, along with Steve Cook and I'd have Gerard there. Um, what a mix that would be. Yeah, those two get on very well. Uh, <laughs> so, so and in terms of a pint, if it kicks off, you know, he's, he's good for a scrap. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd, oh, it's going to be 10. 10 for me. Uh, I'll jump in, Dave. I've gone for a nine. You've gone for a nine. That's strong. So I've got mixed feelings about this. Yeah. Um, obviously, as a Manchester United fan, I wouldn't want to be seen with Steven Gerrard. I wouldn't want my friends to, to see that. And, if you had and a picture think, with him, would you post it on Instagram? It's a difficult one because... Y- yes, you would. I, you know, I've grown up being a Manchester United fan. I just think I'd be... You know, I don't know if I could speak to my mum again. There's too okay. many times where I've seen that woman curse, curse Steven Gerrard's name at Old Trafford for me to yeah. come home and say, look, mum... Me and Stephen went for a pint together. It's just a little bit too far. Um, and on the flip side of that as well, if we went to a venue, said venue, the DJ would have to be pretty good with his music choices. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go, just because it's me, and from my perspective, That's I'm going to give you my perspective. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to go a three out of ten. The three, because there's questions I'd like to ask him, that I'd like to speak to him about three questions. Istanbul. Three questions, and that'd be it. Yeah. Three questions done. So I'm, I'm talking probably shot of tequila, then I'm out. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. I think that says more about you, Dave, than anything else. Um, how would you? How would they do in your five-a-side team? The, the problem is, how would you do in my five-a-side team? I'm playing, which brings him down that's a true. couple. Yeah, that's true. Nine. Nine? Yeah. I'm going to go for a nine as well, just because he's very versatile. Yeah, that's We talked about true. him playing right back in today's episode. Uh, yeah, well, I think he's the perfect five-a-side player. Yeah. Technically very good. Very, very good shot. Giving him the yeah. big ten. I think I'm going to give him the big ten. Five-a-side, he'd dominate. He really would dominate. Wow. Um, and it's... Every, like, it'd be so horrible to play against. Yeah. So hard to knock off the ball. Um, you know, he'd be just running through the, the mid the midfield, wouldn't he? Stephen? Yeah, yeah he would. Scoring loads of goals and taking the mid. <laughs> Probably megs me and then Probably kissing me the camera and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. horrible. What a U-turn that is. Look how far we've come. 
Uh, legendary status. Now, this is your opinion of how much of a legend he is when it comes to 21st century football. 10. 10 from Steve? Yeah. My favourite player. Dave, I'll come to you. I don't think a 10 is, is fair. I think he misses out on the Premier League. I think that is why he can't be a 10. But he's going to win the Premier League in, in time. As a, as a coach, if he comes back and does it, of course, it's something ticked off. But I think that takes be, it away. The 10 off, takes Dave. the 10 away. I think his performance in Istanbul is definitely a, you know, a, a big one to talk about and highlight. Uh, but I think there's bigger legends out there in the 21st century. So I'm going to go. 10's your number one. 10 has got to be GOAT status, like serious status. Um, he is for me. Silverware, honours. But I think I think you're looking. I'll give him a seven. He wore number eight, Dave. Why don't you give him an eight? I'll, I'll give him an eight, Steve. <laughs> Thank you. I'll give him an eight, and that's a seven. So that is 18 minus the two. Take the one away there. 25. Quick maths here, mate. I don't actually have a maths degree if you want me to step in at any time. Eight, mate. It's eight point something on average. A possible 90. Stephen Gerrard has scored. 75. Not bad. Well, not, not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, well played. Well, well played. done, Steve. Is that, is that five sixths? Uh, Dave? Uh, probably. The big thing you learned in mathematics was not about mental maths. It was how to use a calculator. So I can I can do it for you if you want. Like, pretty decent with the, the fingers. And there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. The Steve and Gerrard episode is complete. And we've got to chat about one of the finest footballers of the 21st century. Um, if you would like another podcast to listen to, please search The Football Book Club, a club where instead of reviewing great literature, they review footballers' autobiographies like David Seaman's Safe Hands. We'll see you next time. It sound right, boy. Crowd Network, a place where you belong. Renting your property? You need a letting agent who doesn't just do the paperwork. Sherry Fitzgerald Lettings look after it all. From gathering references, to taking care of repairs and maintenance, from getting the tenants, to checking in with them, it's the letting service that lets you live. Find out more at sherryfitzlettings.ie. Sherry Fitzgerald. It's not just about property. It's about people. Sports Social Podcast Network.